What is love? Is it just a chemical reaction? Is it just companionship? Is it something magical and mystical? Or it's something practical and pragmatic? Hmm, I don't know. Well, so join me as I set forth in my quest of finding the meaning of love. In this episode, I sat down with my very good friend, Jensella, a hopeless romantic, as such myself. So let's find out what can go wrong when two hopeless romantics talk about love. <laughs> I am Syra, and this is the Catalyzer, where we initiate everyday relatable topics. Well, hello, hello, Jen. Welcome back to the Catalyzer. It's really good to be back, Syra. Thank you for having me. So flattered. That, well, I am flattered that you've agreed to come back, uh, especially since there's maybe seven people listening to this. <laughs> In a way, that's a little bit less pressure. So. Oh, well, wow, look at you. Aren't you... Looking on the bright side. Always looking on the bright side. <laughs> always to. looking on the bright Otherwise, side. Otherwise, I'll stay in bed in crippling anxiety the whole day. That actually doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. You know? but, so but I'm glad you're... back into bed right now. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, we are right next to your bed. Yeah, and it is we're in my very... living room, office, bedroom. All together. Mix. Yep. Yep, yep. I mean, that's what Brooklyn living is. Yes, it is. It's a bit, I mean, you, you got to pay the price for a nice neighborhood like yeah. this. So, you know, yeah, you know, can't, can't, uh, can't have it all. Can't have it all. Can't have it all. Although I never understood why is it that you can't have your cake and eat it. But if you bake your cake, you, why can't you eat it? I don't get that. Yeah, the expression never fully... It's not a good expression. I don't think it's so. It's a flawed expression because the cake, you can you can certainly do both. There's yeah. no reason why not. Right, right. You've well, got to come up with a new expression to communicate the idea that you, know, you, you can't, can't have, have everything it all. you want. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of which, if we can't have it all, is love something that we may or may <gasps> not have all of That's such a good segue <laughs> well, you're a pro at this uh well okay so i know first of all well this is my first uh recording ever since the pandemic that i'm actually doing in person and it feels so good to have mm-hmm. a humanly chat in front of you you know as opposed to being like um please go on mute please unmute yourself <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it's it's fun it's fun um so yeah, so you know, segueing into what is love, mm. right? Um, quite a scandalous I love question. That question. It's quite a big, you know, quite a bit of a ambiguity in that question. Yeah. Um, but you know, if um, but to narrow things down, I mean, love, love is so many things. But to narrow things down. Uh, between you and I, because, you know, we're such hopeless romantics. Uh, <laughs> and we have the scars to prove we it. We have oh. the scars, a whole lot of scars all over our hearts, body, <laughs> every place. All the to... psychological scars. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Some may just be physical, too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, that, well, that's a different story. Um, the BDSM episode is oh. another one. <laughs> You, which you might be a pro of, but I don't think so because I'm a big baby. But. 
Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I but, cry when I stub my toe. I can't imagine asking someone to like mm, spit in my face. Oh, or, oh, like, oh! Slap me or whatever. No. Well, I like a gentle pat. Okay, a anyway, little. Sorry, okay. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Yeah, another. That's for another episode. But hey, you know, I mean, this could very well be love for you too. I don't know. You know, mm. I mean, love just has such a broad definition. True. That um, a little pat on the back could be your definition of love. Yeah. I don't know. I With don't the know. right, you know, boundaries in place, a respectful, consensual situation uh-huh. where someone sees you and respects you. I right. can see that being totally. a, def- yeah, absolutely. a good breeding ground for love. Absolutely, absolutely. But given that it is not quite yet your <laughs> definition of love, moving on to your definition of love, right? Um, and uh, as I was saying, uh, given that we're both hopeless romantics and... Um, I mean, I know I grew up watching Bollywood movies, so I understand why I'm fucked up in my <laughs> ways of what love should look like. But um, I'm, I'm quite yet to understand, how are you so hopeless in romance? <laughs> <laughs> so let me begin. Let me begin by saying this, right? Um, if we're talking explicitly about romantic love. You know, what does that look like to you? What is it that you want? What is it that feels like love to you? Yeah. Thank you for the question. Um, you point to Bollywood as your source of why you're such a hopeless romantic. I think for me, it's very similar. Like all the Disney movies we grow up with, um, other kinds of movies we watch later on in life, they depict love as this like ultimate thing. You know, the happily ever after ending is like, the ending um and it's especially to girls it's pushed as something to aspire to so i think that's part of the reason i'm a hopeless romantic for sure um but the way that i think about romantic love is um it's having a deep affection for someone for who they are and by who they are it's To me, that means you have a very clear idea of what this person likes, what they don't like, how they see the world, how things move them, how things affect them. You kind of see them animated and active in the world the way that they're with other people. And you say like, damn, like that person, I see like a grace, I see Mm -hmm. a beauty to that. I think that's having love for someone. Mm Um, I feel loved when someone lets me be my full self and wants to know more about me and approaches me with curiosity. Um, The best relationships have been those where I haven't felt like I've had to be anything else than who I am. And that's when I felt most loved. Uh, So so that's my definition, I guess. If, If I could sum it up in a few words, it would be to see someone clearly, to allow them to be themselves, um, to take delight in who they really are, yeah, not who you want them to be or who mm-hmm. you think they should be. Um, yeah, it, it feels warm. It feels good. That's that's love. That's love. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's Aww. love. Um, yeah. And and I mean, you said something, and it just struck a chord in me. Um, something about you know we grow up with. Uh, having this understanding that love is it right that's the end Mm -hmm. of it right that is the end goal um whether it be disney or bollywood i think this is what what's been ingrained in us that this like love is to to a way 
um, measurement of success in life. Right. Right. It's like if you haven't found someone, it's almost like you, the society will see you as lacking in some sense. Yeah. And that, you know, triggers a thought in me over and over again, and that is. Have we lost sight of what is love versus what is companionship?、Mm, tell me how, like, what the distinction is there. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, both aren't necessarily、uh, mutually exclusive, right?、Uh, but for me, love should, you know, transpire into companionship as opposed to, for me, you know, companionship. Uh, transpiring into love.、Yeah, I mean, it could just be my hopeless romantic self, but、uh, I, <laughs> you know, I feel like you know, we're, we're, we live in a、uh, society where if you're of a certain age and if you haven't found your person yet,、um, that, that, that weighs into your measure of success as a person.、Mm. And I feel like so many of us are blinded by that thought that. You know, instead of finding love and connection, we find somebody likely with mm. compatibility. Mm-hmm.、Um, and we tend to think that, you know, the, the, that comfortability that comes with having a high level of compatibility is love, which、mm-hmm. could be. And again, I'm not challenging that because that could be somebody's definition of love.、Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, that to me isn't. How I approach love. But I feel like oftentimes I am stuck between wanting to find that grand romance, that love,、mm-hmm. versus having to settle for companionship with somebody that's、um, compatible because there's that comfort, because、mm-hmm. there's that、uh, reliability there. And I feel like so much of that is also、um, bias of the society playing into my subconscious that you know, I should be with somebody. By, by a certain time, you know. And,、yeah. and if I don't find love, then, you know, or companionship, which we oftentimes misconstrued as love,、yeah. um, that, that I lack in some way.、Huh. What is your take on it? <sighs> I hear that. I definitely feel pressure.、Um, even though it's not voiced, I can feel my parents worried and s t i l l people at 20, you know? Oh, girl, I just turned 30, so you're, still, you're doing better than I am. <laughs> But the thing is, it's, it's so odd that, you know, so many stories end with the, and they lived happily ever after, and that's the end, as if people don't have to wake up every day and face their barriers and their problems every day just the same, even、mm-hmm. after they're married and、mm-hmm. they're together. You know, as if you will be happy just because you have found that grand love. I mean, you're still going to have to. Get up every morning and get into traffic, and life is gonna continue on, right? It's true.、Um, there is a fear of settling, is what I hear, because you feel rushed to sort of have your happily ever after, feel rushed by society. There's some pressure there.、Um, I am here to tell you that I don't believe that you have to worry about that because you bring the romance. You bring the magic to any relationship that you have.、Um, so, when you meet that person that you're finding yourself to be very compatible with, 
I think just in who you are and how you show up in the world, that will be a romantic relationship. That will be something beautiful. Oof, so you can have your cake and eat it too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can like, have my Bollywood ending as well. I do think so. I do think, I think it's up to you. And, um, you know, when you're with someone for a long time, maybe you don't always feel like those butterflies or that excitement with them, but you can ignite those romantic feelings again, right? It's not like, it, you know, there's no love ever. It's only companionship or, you know, it's this grand thing. Life is so long and so many things happen and we have to get out of like the narrow focus of find my person settle down, take the steps to show society that I'm a well-adjusted, you know, normal, quote-unquote, normal person. Yes, like that's something you want to do at some point, but you got to take a wider view of life than that because you're still going to have to go on and be a person. You're still going to have to get along with this person. You're going to disagree with this person. You're going to be bored with this person. Human emotions are going to come up. Um, I guess the question is, how healed are you? How present are you? How able to communicate what you need are you? And how willing is your partner to hear you and see you in those needs? Um, that's what's going to determine whether your romantic relationship slash companionship stays um, magical and, and lovely and, you know, up to the standard that we romantics kind of have. It's up to us. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love that. I love that. I love that so much. But do you ever blur the line between love and companionship? <sighs> I've been in longer relationships, for sure, where, you know, it's not like... In the beginning, you go through your honeymoon phase, and it's a rush. It's exciting. And then after a while, you settle into a pattern. Um, and... Yeah, like I've experienced uh, boredom. I've experienced I'm just going through the motions of this thing, but I think that when I've consciously thought about it and like communicated that to my partner and said like, why don't we go do this exciting thing today that we haven't done in a while? Why don't we try something new? When that person has been receptive to that, it's like my heart fills up again and I, I'm in that romantic state again. You know, it's cute. Um, so, yeah, like I view it less as like the end of romance and the beginning of boring old companionship and more as like an ebb and flow that's always there. And you can always come back to this person and you can always tell them what you need. And if they're your person, they'll listen. I think where we go wrong is when we settle down with people who aren't able to um, take in our truths because it's threatening to them. Maybe mm -hmm. when you say, hey, like I've been feeling kind of, kind of numb in this relationship. I want to try to do something else. If they take that as an offense to mm -hmm. them and who that, you know, if they're very defensive and they mm -hmm. can't handle it. And so you start to not express yourself as much and then right. you both kind of don't see each other clearly and you're going through the motions, that's when it can go wrong. Um, and I think when I was younger um, and I didn't have a good way of expressing my feelings, um, I would kind of hold them in until I 
they got very overwhelming and then they'd come out in a way that was maybe like aggressive and yeah. mean to the other person and so the rela- the mm-hmm. conversation collapses and nothing mm-hmm. good comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, you know, I've had those situations, but you know, now that I am older and years and years of therapy, <laughs> <laughs> tens Keyword. of thousands of dollars <laughs> later. Um, I mean, we only work to go to therapy, right? Pretty much. That's really it. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary how much therapy costs. But it's so worth it because I'm now able to trust myself that I would walk away from that relationship that where I wasn't feeling heard, you know, mm-hmm. and that I would gravitate towards someone who could see me and hear me. And that's such a, I mean, that's the difference between a really happy life and a really sort of mundane life. And I'm glad that I sort of can see that. No, this is this is beautiful because I feel like you're truly a person when you know that you can walk away from something that isn't serving you because you understand your needs you understand your value your worth yeah. right to say hey i i am a person and you know yeah. and and oftentimes i think we blur um you know companionship for something that's that's not a partnership, right? Right. That's more so at a stage where you're giving in and you're just uh, afraid of being alone. And so you'll think that this comfortability and this unequal partnership that you have is good enough to be mm. co- what is called love. Um, you're definitely someone who like goes out of their way to show someone that you care and you put in a lot of effort. So I can see like how that would be painful for you to be in a situation where you notice that you're doing all of the work or most of the work and the person's not returning anything but then there's that temptation to be like well it's nice to have someone around and you know so you stick around longer than you think you should is that has that been an experience for you it sure sure has sure has but i feel like um i'm also somebody who constantly dwells in the (laughs) 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 constantly (laughs) I I also constantly dwell in the idea of am I in this and am I not able to get myself out of this is it because I am afraid that I will lose this companionship which I'm now just out of sheer fear of loneliness Mm -hmm. or stepping into the waters of dating again which we know is just not fun am i am i holding on to this because um it's just easy to have it also Mm. you know somehow subconsciously adds to a success factor in my life Right. right um as opposed to going out in the world of dating um and and seeking out love right if the person that I'm with isn't serving that, right? Yeah. Or to my definition of love, right? Um, so there's there's definitely been instances where I've held on to a situation much longer than I should have had, only you know only to realize later on that it's it's driven by fear, mm. not for my love for that person. Yeah. It's definitely driven by fear. But you know, um, but we're dating now. We're currently dating. Um, <laughs> not us. We're not dating. But like we're dating other people. Aww rejected me uh no i would never reject you jen i will forever be your uh 
rejected date to all sorts of museums. Oh, no. <laughs> I will always. One time I invited you to. Just one well, time? Okay, twice. Okay. Twice, what happened, twice is more than enough. But the last time I invited you to something, you were the first person that came to my mind. I was like, I want to go to this comedy show. Yeah. Fire is my girl. Yeah, but then the comedy show was of somebody you wanted to date. Oh, yeah, but I don't care for him. <laughs> okay, let's not go down this road. Let's not go down this road. But, <laughs> but, but the point stands that right. I'll forever be... Um, <laughs> Your I I will I'm happy to be your go-to when like your dates don't show up or I would love to do the same thing. Or, <laughs> or or you you dump them the day before you've had a plan with them yeah. you know I will I will forever be happy to show up I'm glad we can be that for each other <laughs> Okay so we're both dating Yes we're both dating and um do you are you okay so like for me i go through this uh phase of um i'll be on the apps because i'm like oh i'm feeling good you know i kind of want to see what's out there you know I'll, I'll go on the app and i'll maybe match with a couple people and you know we'll go on dates and either it will turn and either one of those will turn out to be something good and it'll continue or they'll all just fall through um and then you know you go through the highs and the lows of oh my god i hate dating and then <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll move away from it. Um, you know, I'll go through like months of cleansing and then I'll go back on the apps. I mean, I feel like that's just how my life just has been in, in a circular yeah. motion. But like, you know, yeah. I, what I've realized is um, part of the reason why I've, you know, I don't connect a lot with a lot of people that I'm seeing or meeting or I have met or seen in the past is because I truly feel that I have a pretty full life. It's pretty fulfilled. I have great friends such as yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time um, at work, <laughs> whether I like <laughs> it or not. have a good career. I have, right, a good career path. And I feel like uh, so much of my early 20s, I really invested mm-hmm. into the career path that I'm on now. And I feel very secure in where I am in my career. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like I have a vision, you know, moving forward. So I feel like... Um, yeah, I, friends, things are good. Career, career things, things are, are good. good. Family's okay. Good. You know, <laughs> as well as family's as okay home. as good as it can. Exactly. Um, you enjoy your own company, right? I you love my own company. Exactly. Exactly. You don't need someone. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I don't need someone. That's right. An amazing place to be. And and I like myself better when I'm not dating because I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I don't need someone, but oftentimes it happens that I'll meet somebody and like they check my boxes, and and I and sometimes I'm just like, do I really love this person, or is it is it that they check my boxes and I'm again falling into the pit of companionship? Because mm. um, I don't really need somebody, so I don't want to date for the sake of dating. I'm also wanting I'm wanting to be more intentional. Um, but again, in this fast dating world where like if, you know, if by second date, if you haven't kissed, then that person might not be into you or whatever, you know, that all these rules that we put mm-hmm. together, right? Like, um, so it's like, how do you navigate being a hopeless romantic and mm-hmm. having to go through this fast dating world, which comes with so much of the unsaid bias of how society uh, labels you as successful versus not as a person when when you have somebody versus not. 
um, you're you're dating right now. Uh, how do you feel about you know? Are you blurring the line again? Going back to companionship versus love. Like yeah. when you go on these dates, like are you blurring the line? Are you has has there been cases where you're like, okay, this person's not all bad, but you know, I kind of want somebody in my life. But I know you were also really fulfilled in your life. Yeah, I do feel like. Um... Like very happy in my own company, living by myself. Um, the way that my life is set up is very fulfilling. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, by the way, congratulations on the promotion. Thank you very you much. You deserved oh, it so, so much. So yeah. So obviously, kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are going well. Um, it's tough to say because if I don't feel some sort of pull or excitement or affection for the person I'm on a date with. I won't proceed, mm-hmm. so I don't really get stuck in that trap so much. I want to understand a little bit better what it means for you, what love exactly means for you in the context of a romantic. You're dating someone. How do you know that what you're acting on is companionship versus love? I guess that's your question for that, me. That. <laughs> But to, to answer that question, I yeah. gotta understand more what love is, because companionship. I, I think I know what you mean by that. Yeah, But love. I'm not exactly sure. I, you know, I I think the reason why I came up with this idea of hey, I want to know what the definition of love <laughs> is, is because I am confused what love truly is. Because there, are, you know, I grew up um, with this um, understanding that love is something so sacred. It mm-hmm. is something so heavy. It is something that you can only have. For this one person who will be here forever, but you know, as I grew up, obviously, I mean, it's not true. I feel like you can, you know. And then I've also realized that there's severity of love. You know, there's not there. Love is just not one mm-hmm. box. I, you know, um, so like you have love for yourself. You have love for the person checking out your groceries. I mean, I know it sounds silly, but you see that person as a human being. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, just in that right someone deserving of love so like love can show up in little ways all over the place yeah, absolutely but if we're sticking to say romantic love for mm-hmm. example right like um i've also realized that there's severity in which you can love right like um there could have been moments and again i that's the that's another idea that i have been thinking about a lot that is love should love be this majestic thing that we've you know crafted it to be mm. through bollywood through <laughs> disney whatever it may be right or is it just a chemical reaction Ooh. right that can happen um as quick as as fast as meeting someone on the first date versus after being in a years of relationship with somebody like is it like why why does it have to why do we put it put so much emphasis on it has to be at a certain deeper ends of things with somebody like if only you've been with this person for mm. three months four months five months only then is it okay to be like yeah you love this person but if you think you do prior to that it's probably not love like mm. why is that is love anything more than just a chemical reaction mm. you know that triggers or dopamine and mm-hmm. what other <laughs> um you know hormones we have or Yeah, so I I I don't know what the definition of love is true to be frank with you. Um Well, how let's um hmm. take a step back from 
intellectualizing it so much because I think it's the opposite, right? It's a feeling. It is a feeling. So have you been on a date with someone and noticed how sparkly their eyes were? And maybe like how good it felt when they held your hand? And has that, has the, when you've registered those moments, how would you describe the feeling that you have? Huh, that's a tough one. Because I don't, I feel like there's no. Is it warm? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's soft. It's warm. I mean, in that moment, it's everything. But yeah, it's in that moment, it's everything. Yeah. That's love. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If, if love is so simple, then why do we make it so so hard to attain and if it isn't just companionship then then what is it companionship is like atheism it's like just the material reality of everything we do we wake up together we go through life together Mm -hmm. love is spirituality to me so like you need both right um Love is like the intangible thing that we can't see it. You know, I can't prove to you that it exists, but you just feel it and you know it. It's like God or spirituality. It's, it's, it's the other part of things. So maybe that's a way to look at it. Right. Is companionship is like the, just the bones, the skeleton. And love is what brings life and breath and, you know, yeah. wakes you up to something. But... That's beautiful. Uh, that yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. But you're right. Therapy's really paying off. I love that. Girl, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I'll give you my therapist's contact. Maybe you can see. <laughs> I probably should. Um, but yeah, I, I would say you're right. There are so many barriers to love. We gatekeep it. We say you can't have it before X amount of months or... We try to put rules around it. People are very avoidant and afraid of love, mm-hmm. naturally. And yes. they, they run away when they feel it. Mm-hmm. Or they feel like to be able to deserve it, they have to be a particular type of person. And if their self-esteem isn't, is, is low, then they you know, might not feel deserving of it and therefore can't. There's so many reasons people fail right. to connect and to love. And um, we can't control other people. Right. So as the hopeless romantics we are, we go out into the world. We meet (laughs) another, you know, maybe damaged, maybe not ready, maybe just not on the same page as you person. And it hurts. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we need to change anything. And I don't think we need to solve any big puzzle. I think we just need to continue to stay aware of our feelings, appreciate those moments of beauty, not make love this inaccessible thing. Recognize that love is everywhere. And just, um, you know, with the right person, it, it won't have to be so complicated. I truly believe that. Yeah, I I would like to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good, though. I mean, it gives me hope that the right person hasn't come along because it's only been complicated. Would you agree? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's exhausting I know and it's disappointing when it doesn't work out yeah but Uh, hey but but you know as as we are hopeless romantics we get out there every time every time we wear our heart on the on our sleeves without a doubt you know I have actually found a 
a, a level of uh, freedom and liberty in wearing my heart on my sleeve because I feel like I've become, uh, because I feel like, you know, maybe even five years ago, even less than that, three years ago, a slightly over three years ago, I, I think I used to be so guarded, so protected, um, where if there was a sense of rejection, I wouldn't even pursue it. Mm. Um, if there was a sense of, um, you know, be- because probably because I wasn't one comfortable in my skin, and two, um, mm. there were many insecurities that I had, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure I still do have a lot more insecurities now, but <laughs> uh, but I feel like I'm I'm becoming more and more comfortable in my skin where. Um, rejection doesn't quite hurt me mm. or i'm able to just be like okay well it didn't work out it didn't work out and you know, it's probably for the best or whatever only because i i truly believe in my ability to m- meet my match meet yeah. my person right and and i've i always say this that we're not meant for everybody because if we were then there wouldn't be a thing such as soulmate which i don't know whether you believe it or not in soulmate but i i do think that there's that one person for me at the end of this um, so yeah, which is why I feel like it's, um, you know, it, yeah, wearing your heart on your sleeve is definitely, definitely, um, scary and vulnerable, mm-hmm. but then I've, I've just realized that, you know, being vulnerable and putting myself out there has given me less of pain and anxiety than actually <sighs> guarding myself. Wow. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like we guard ourselves because we don't want to go through pain. We don't want to put ourselves through heartbreak mm. or whatever that may be. But I've realized that I've gone through more of anxiety and uh, dwelling in the uncertainty um when I was more guarded than when I am now, where I'm just like, hey, I like yeah. you. Do you like me? No? Okay, great. Well, okay, that's fine. I love you know, that. It's just easier somehow, easier so to breathe. Easier. Um, it took a lot of work to get here for sure, mm. to undo a lot of my insecurities, to undo a lot of my learnings. And I, it, and I will say it's really in the last three years that I've grown to be this person who can actually truly wear my heart on my sleeves. So, nice. um, so yeah. Yeah, and I notice like, you know, the defensive place where you have your guard up comes from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, hey, do you like me? I like you. That comes from such a place of power and self-love and security. And you can tell, like the same action can have different effects and different impacts on people depending on where it comes from. So coming from a place of fear, you asking someone out, you know, it's the same action you're asking a person out, but you're acting out as like who you think they want to be. And so they can tell that falseness and it just doesn't work out mm-hmm. versus coming from a place of you learn to be okay with yourself. You feel good in who you are and you're just like, I like you. That's just such a more truthful way of showing up as yourself, a fuller way. And I think like we love people who are real. We don't love people who are trying to be who we need them to be, right? That's true. That's true. It goes back to your point, right? Your definition of love, to be loved as who you are. Yeah. Not somebody who you should become or or somebody else should want you to become. I want to be loved for, like, my sappy, (laughs) soft, you know, just... Swifty loving. Of course, I've got a Taylor's version, uh... Yeah, I love, it, yeah. <laughs> love her. Yeah, no, and I absolutely. think um, 
yeah just to go back to love like obviously i don't know taylor swift but i really love this shirt mm -hmm. because it says taylor's version and i know i know that's what she calls songs that she owns or whatever okay but for me it has a bigger meaning of like you know her version of what happened to her and i don't want to get into this because this is what the <laughs> podcast is about but having her music stolen mm -hmm. knowing what it means to her her music mm -hmm. like i believe her version right. of events okay um and I think that's another way that we show love and appreciation. Mm -hmm. We say like, I see you, I see the way you see the world, I see the way that you're affected by things, and I believe you and you are allowed to have that feeling and I'm here for you anyway, even if I don't agree or if I see things differently. But um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now it's all good things, Love Jen. is everywhere. Love me. is everywhere. Um, and but but do you also feel that you know it's it's interesting to me because I think the way we grow grew up right and we've both come from an immigrant background mm. um, it's like showing your vulnerability was being weak yeah right but and and that's the mentality I grew up with mm. uh, rejection isn't something you should take lightly. Um, so these are the mentality I grew up with only to find out in my later twenties <laughs> that it, it was so burdensome, mm. you know, we were trying to escape from something which then caged us, mm. um, on the contrary, yeah. trying to escape from rejection, trying to escape from pain, but then I'm caged in my ego. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. And and as as I grow older, yeah. I've just realized that there's so much liberty and freedom in being vulnerable, putting myself out there, and it's easier. It's so much easier. Yeah. Uh not not saying that downgrade yourself and, you know, <laughs> but but you know, if you do like someone, you know, I that's the thing. Love shouldn't be so hard to attain. I think mm -hmm. it it's just a feeling. Let feel the feelings. Let it be. Yeah, let it be. Feel the feelings, but at the same time, yeah. Um I, I do think that, you know, love is sacred nonetheless to me. Let me put it this way. Mm. Love is sacred because um, love is just a beautiful thing. It is very sacred to me. Um, but it is something that I'm coming to uh, closure with myself that it shouldn't be so, you know, hard to obtain or give to people. Mm. Just because it's sacred doesn't mean that I only should have a limited amount of it yeah it's it's a good thing to feel things deeply that is a gift that's a strength now just because you feel something deeply doesn't mean that you you know you've known someone for a month and you move in with them you know <laughs> let's just say um, no no you know, haul like, for me <laughs> no u-hauls right like you still have to calibrate your actions right um because we live in a material world and we need to make good choices mm -hmm. and smart choices mm -hmm. economically financially absolutely you know um we have limited resources. We, we have to be selective and thoughtful. We have to give people time to show us who they really are. Mm -hmm. All of that gets factored in. But um, even as you're learning who someone is, even as you're making choices in the relationship, I think um, you should honor your feelings. Yeah. Because they are real and valid and beautiful. And... Um, yeah. Don't let anyone tell you that you're you're feeling too much. 
fuck those people. If anyone ever says that. Well, no one know? has, but thank you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like it seems like you're worried. Um, you know, maybe that you're you're too deep. Um, I, too early on, perhaps. No, I am just in general a very deep individual. <laughs> There's layers, there's depth of me that has been, you know, unscratched. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. I feel like, you know, I've, I've been in um, relationships. Not, I wouldn't call them relationships, but necessarily say situationships. Everything's just been on a very surface level. So. Uh, but again, I try to tell myself, but in that moment, whatever I felt could have been love. It, it didn't have to be yeah. the most severe level of love, perhaps. Um, you know, but... Uh, Imagine with the right person what it's going to be like. Holy crap. It's going to, you know, dwarf those other experiences. It's going to go even deeper than those other experiences. But that doesn't mean the experiences you've, you've had so far haven't been valid love at all. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the, I, I truly believe that there are severity totally. of love. Yeah. That, yeah, in that moment, whatever I felt was love. But there can be a greater, deeper love oh there is <laughs> there is and i'm i'm happy that i'm your friend and i get to like watch you go through it watch you find it well I i'm at your wedding sobbing like a fucking baby because i know it's gonna be just the most beautiful thing well i'm equivalently happy to see you go through you know um uh, life go through um love finding your person all the experiences you share yeah. it's it's beautiful it's magical i love that it's good to be able to support each other in that and to know we're both kind of coming from the same place <laughs> so we understand we understand each other yeah, yeah. reality yeah. check each other exactly um, um although i don't know how much of a reality check i give you but uh, yeah you're pretty honest <laughs> Some might say brutally honest. Oh, brutally uh, honest. Yeah, I, I like that about you. Um, but yes, well, <laughs> well, any last words on love, Jen? Well, well, tell us, tell us all your last thoughts. The things you want are seven listeners to. <laughs> seven listeners. Um, love is a gift. We are all inherently lovable. We deserve to be loved for who we really are. And oh, don't cry. Um, no, 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 no tears, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere if you look for it. Oh, I love that. It is everywhere, folks, if you look for it. Um, love is for those who seek. So if you seek, you shall find. Mm. And what better than the cuffing season itself? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much, Jen. So thank you for being be back here. on the podcast. We love you. Uh, and by we, it's me and my seven listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's a joy. I love talking to you. Absolutely. Same here. I always look forward to talking to you. All right. Alrighty, Signing well. off. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hello, hello. It's me again. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. This will be one of many conversations where we'll try to decipher love. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at catalyzer underscore podcast. Leave us a comment. Slide into our DMs. But do let us know what you think about love. Till next time, folks.